Hello there, you're listening to episode number 35. Welcome to the Wild Wellness Podcast, where wild stands for women into living their dreams. Everything I share with you blends my expertise in fitness, the mind-body connection, and natural health using essential oils to help you create a healthy, nature-inspired life and feel wild from the inside out. Consider this the place where your souls and your soul meet for an adventure, because I believe when wild women wake, mountains will move. We have a special guest on the podcast today. Emily Goff is a holistic nutritionist, women's lifestyle coach, and host of the Room to Grow podcast. Passionate about helping women eat the foods they love without the stress, anxiety, and dependence on willpower, Emily teaches how to care for mental health as well as the physical side of things. Welcome to the Wild Wellness Podcast, Emily, and thank you for being here. Jenny, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Me too. So we're going to talk about the connection between gut health and stress. But first, I would love for you to share more with the listeners about your turning point with food and the way that you come to realize how it impacted the body. Because I know it's your mission to take the confusion and overwhelm out of eating for people. But you started with a bachelor's degree in criminal justice and psychology and then got certified as a personal trainer and then went on to learn so much about nutrition and digestion. So tell us a little bit more about that path. Oh gosh. Yeah. So it, uh, it has been kind of a twisty journey, <laughs> but I think that when I was, when I was doing, I was always kind of interested in, in nutrition, but when I was doing, um, personal training and, and teaching boot camps and stuff, I was really noticing that a lot of the same people were coming back week after week after week, but they weren't seeing any results and, and they were good workouts. And I knew that they were trying to manage some other things like sleep and stuff, but it wasn't necessarily going that well. And nutrition just seemed really like the key ingredient. And I would do a lot of my own research, but I wanted to really be able to back that up with, with like the foundation as to why nutrition is so important and what kind of impact it can have and and what we can do to make even relatively small changes to really shift how we think about food. The other thing was, was that I had spent years bouncing around different diets and detoxes and cleanses and like all these ridiculous things that were never working. And then I would always end up overindulging in all of the foods that I was trying to avoid all the time. And it just felt like this never ending cycle that I was having a really, really hard time breaking. So when I went to uh, nutrition school, I was just blown away at the impact that food can have on our entire lives. Um, It's really incredible how much it can, we're so interconnected. And food is really kind of at the root of all of that. But a lot of us aren't paying enough attention to it, or we just don't know where to start. Like it's, it is overwhelming. There's, there's so much information out there that it's a little bit difficult to, to know. So now I work with uh, women to help them with their nutrition and just entire lifestyle. Um, I, I really focus on lifestyle as much as I do the nutrition because it's all so related and you can't, you can't fix just one area and expect everything else to fall into place. We have to kind of do the work to get everything to where we want it to be to really see the best results. Mm. I can relate. Oh my goodness. To so much of what you said. And I know people listening, I'm sure can too, because if they're struggling at all with the nutrition things or food or just anything around diet 
what we eat, they know that that's an area that does get affected by everything. And really it's all interconnected and you can't separate it out. So I think it's really awesome that you take that holistic view. And for someone who's needing help with that, I think it's important for them to realize that it is a bigger picture and they don't need to be so hard on themselves in that one area because maybe there's some other areas that need some love at the same time. And that could be kind of their breakthrough moment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what are some, uh, some kind of uncommon or easy to miss signs that people might not realize that their digestion actually needs some love at the time, like things that someone might not recognize or notice as digestive related? Well, one thing that I, I hear people coming to me a lot with is any type of skin issue. So if, if we're talking about acne or eczema, um, sometimes like psoriasis, all of these different types of things that are becoming really common, um, all are really rooted in digestion. Some of it can also be hormonally related, but that's also tied to digestion. So digestion is still one of the big keys there. Um, bloating as well. But the, the problem with bloating is that a lot of times people have spent so long feeling a particular way and being relatively bloated that they think that it's their new normal, that, that they've actually forgotten what feeling not bloated can actually feel like. So that one is actually a tricky one because sometimes people aren't even really realizing how bloated they are until they start to make some changes and see a big difference. If you're having trouble like losing, you know, those like last five to 10 pounds or something like that, having trouble losing weight in general, that can be a really big sign that there are other things going on that need to be taken care of. Even things like um, your immune system. If, if you are constantly getting sick, you know, it, a lot of our immune system resides in the gut. Almost all of it resides in the gut. Um, mm -hmm. Mental health issues, you know, significant like anxiety, depression. There are so many different um, mental health issues that are related in one way or another to the health of our guts. So there's so many different areas that, that we could go with this. And I mean, there's also all different kinds of stress that digestion can really be impacted by too. So I can go into some of, um, some of the different types of stress if, you're, if you want to hear more about that as well. Yes, that's perfect. I'm so excited for people to be hearing this because I remember when I first started to learn that your digestion is linked to so many other things in your body. I grew up knowing that it was just digestion and it was kind of its own isolated system. And I didn't realize, you know, that it can affect immunity can be related to skin, mood, emotions, just all the things that are going on in our body and so many other conditions lead back to well, how is your gut health. So I know you have some keys and some uh, steps sort of that can help our digestive systems and as a result, our immunity, our skin, our mood, our hormones, but specifically through managing stress. So we're going to talk about the connection between gut health and stress and what's the first way that you would say someone can support their digestion? Well, first, I want to list that we, we tend to think of stress as usually like really significant, maybe emotional stress, mm. something like that. And there are so many different ways that stress can manifest. So I think it is important to, to take a quick look at the different types of stress, and then we'll go into the, the different tips that I've got, because there can be things like overtraining or undertraining either one are not good. I mean, we need, we're built to move and a lot of us are being too sedentary. We're sitting on the couch and that is a stress as much as over training as well. So both of those can be a huge stress on the body. All of this impacts digestion. 
overeating or undereating. And women tend to undereat. Um, sometimes we're eating the wrong things that maybe aren't making us feel great, but we're probably, a lot of us are still under eating. So that can be a really big one, especially for women eating foods that aren't supporting your body. Or if, if you have maybe intolerances or insensitivities that you don't know about, that's creating stress on, on the gut and then throughout your body, like lack of sleep, not enough hydration. Um, if you are putting a huge amount of pressure on yourself, if you're someone who's a huge perfectionist, that can kind of manifest throughout your body and, and you can develop all kinds of uh, sort of somatic symptoms that makes it tougher to digest your food properly too. Like if you're stressed at work, if you're just overworked, overwhelmed, like hating your job, or if you are stuck in negative thinking, like so many of us are chronically stressed and we might not necessarily feel stressed. I talk to people all the time that I'll ask them about their stress levels and they're like, oh, like scale of one to 10, I'm only like, like two, I'm fine. And then we start digging into some different aspects of what's going on in their life. And all of a sudden, when we kind of reevaluate that, we realize that their stress is probably more like an eight or a nine. Mm. And it can just manifest in so many different ways throughout the body. Like sometimes it's causing digestive upset directly. And other times it's a little bit more indirect. So it can, this can feel very um, like not knowing where to start. But there are some, some really key spots that we can start that will make a huge difference like right away. Number one, far and away, is sleep. Like this is by far the most important um, out of everything else. And I, sleep is really where our body is doing the work to you know, detoxify the body. Like after, after a day of being out and about and, and in contact with all different things and all that stuff, digesting the food from the day. Breakfast is called breakfast for a reason because you're breaking the fast and that fast is giving your body time to fully digest. So if you're only allowing it four or five hours in bed, you're going to have a harder time with your digestion because that causes a huge amount of stress on the body. And if you can, I, this, I struggle with this one sometimes because I tend to eat a little bit later, but if you can finish eating at least two hours before bed, this is not when I say that, it's not about fat loss. It's not about, it, you'll see all those, those scare tactics and stuff on magazines or, or all over the internet where, you know, right. if, if you eat too close to bed, then you're going to gain weight or something like that. It's not about that, maybe indirectly, but it's much more about allowing your body time to digest the food and get it to a, a, a healthy place throughout the, the system so that when you're sleeping, your body can focus on everything else that it needs to focus on. Like it needs to repair muscles. It needs to help the liver, like I said, detoxify the body. Like it has other things to do. So if we are stressing it by eating right before bed and then lying down, which can also give people reflux and stuff, which, which is another whole digestive issue, um, all of those things can, can really impact digestion significantly. So we really have to make sure that we're giving ourselves the gift of sleep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is there one particular thing that you notice when you're working with clients about sleep that really helps as a breakthrough for them if they're not getting the kind of sleep they want? Like what's one thing you would suggest for, for someone to start if they're like, okay, I know I'm not sleeping enough, but I'm having a struggle with that. What would be a suggestion that you would offer them? It depends on what the issue is. It, sometimes people are, are going to bed, but they're having like insomnia mm. or they have trouble either falling asleep or staying asleep. That can be a separate thing. So that could also be like, again, sort of different types of stress, like emotional stress. You know, maybe they are 
lying awake at night thinking about their finances or um, they're worried about going into work the next day or something like that. Those, those are a little bit different. A lot of times I'm finding that people just genuinely aren't spending enough time in bed. So they might be sleeping once they get there, but they aren't even allowing themselves enough time in bed to get that sleep. So I usually tell people to start um, setting a, an alarm on your phone. Mm-hmm. I think all the iPhones now have it where you can set a bedtime. It's like, go to bed at this time in order to get like eight hours of sleep or something. Yeah. So you can set that. That's really helpful. And then you set it maybe even just 30 minutes to 60 minutes before you want to actually be in bed so that it reminds you to start wrapping things up. And then you can actually get to bed at that particular time. The other thing I suggest is honestly just increasing um, it in increments and increasing the time that you go to bed by about like 15 minutes or so every night, you know, stick with that for a couple nights, then, you know, get to bed 15 minutes earlier than that again, and just keep increasing until you've gotten it to where you want to be. Like if we have to choose between sleeping and exercising, I would usually tell people to sleep because a lot of times people are getting up super early, they're skimping on sleep. And if they're not getting to bed in enough time, if they're doing that over and over and over again, like for, for weeks and months and potentially years, your body needs the sleep at that point more than it needs the exercise because the sleep is going to have even bigger impact. You can work out all you want, but you're not going to be able to like build that muscle, build that endurance, whatever it is that that you want to do if you're skimping on sleep. So sleep has to come first. Yes. Sleep, go to bed. Number one. Yeah. (laughs) Get to bed. (laughs) What is number two for supporting digestion? Number two is actually just movement. So this is different from exercise. This is like Mm. taking the time to just go for a gentle walk, especially in nature. Um, Green spaces have really been shown to reduce anxiety, which is naturally going to help your digestion too, because we're reducing stress. Any type of like really gentle yoga, stretching, something like that, that type of, of really gentle movement is going to calm your entire nervous system. It's going to calm everything down. It's going to allow your body to sort of rest and digest. And it also actually um, increases motility to just keep things moving too. If you're someone who struggles with something like constipation or anything like that, that's going to be really helpful to just keep things regular. So good. We are soul sisters, Emily. Movement in nature is my my mantra. In fact, I was sitting at the computer working for a few hours this morning before our conversation here and right before I went outside and did some movement. I honestly, it was just sort of like jump around a little bit, get the blood flowing. Like it just needed to be outside for a minute before diving into our awesome conversation. And it's because I wanted the movement and the nature combined together and there's magic there. I love it. It's so funny you say that because I had I'd really limited time to go for a walk before we jumped on because I'd been to the gym and then I was like trying to eat my breakfast and then I'm like no I really got to fit it in because I have I've got a full day today so I quickly went for like a 15 minute stroll and then came back in just in time and because it makes such a big difference and it just wakes you up it's refreshing too like there's so many other benefits but it really really helps with stress and digestion. Yes, take it from us. It works. (laughs) (laughs) So what? Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so number three is potentially a little bit um, unconventional, but I am going to challenge you to limit social media and news Mm. because we are living in a world that is probably, I think, hit an all-time high for negativity in terms of the news cycle. And 
it's stressing us. It, it is stressing us. And I, there are all kinds of people I know that have actually said of their own accord, they're like, I have to start limiting the news because I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> because it's, and I'm not saying don't be an informed citizen. I'm always very, uh, very clear on that because I think that that is still extremely important, but we don't need to have, in other words, like the CNN news tracker running 24 seven. Like we need to pick and choose our times that we are going to consume the news, consume social media and make sure that we are limiting that because it is causing us stress. And there are times where I will actually notice it manifesting in me somatically. So I tend to feel like anxiety and stuff like that in my stomach, which I mean, anxiety and, and stress is just going to impact digestion in general, but especially when it tends to manifest in my stomach for me, that's an especially big red flag. And I can just be like scrolling through the news or something like that. And, and I'll, I'll notice that I have completely clenched up and I'm like, okay, got to take it, take it for us, put the phone away. <laughs> and I think that it's really important to make sure that we're limiting the time that we're spending on that. Doesn't mean we can't watch it, consume it, whatever. We just need to be more intentional about it. 100% agree. I, control over the consumption is, is what it's all about. And I love that you have such interesting body awareness that is in tune with that and how it does make you feel in your body. So that might be a good action step for someone listening to take that experience of scrolling through, whether it's Instagram or something on the news and just kind of noticing the emotions going on. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? How's that affecting you overall? I think that would be an amazing place to start just to start to get more aware of that. Yeah. And, and it can just kind of increase um, negative thinking too. Like when we're getting stuck in that, it can sort of shift our worldview to a more negative place and that can end up causing stress as well. So getting a little bit more clear on, on how we are consuming it is, is I think really important. That actually leads into uh, my next one. Great. Um, I've got like a handful of, of little things combined into this, this one sort of bigger umbrella. And this stuff is super basic, but one of them is just breathing. So even a few deep breaths before a meal can again, really calm your nervous system and allow you to digest your food better. Basic things like sitting down to eat, super important. That does not mean in your car. <laughs> I always have to have to remind people that I'm like, <laughs> in your car while driving is not the same as calmly sitting to eat. Like you're still multitasking. It's not a good thing. <laughs> um, just chewing really slowly and really thoroughly, and something like journaling is really helpful too. And and this ties into kind of the breaking that that more negative um, negative cycle of thinking because. Even if, even if you just do something like a really simple gratitude journal, you write down three to five uh, things every single day. They have to be three different things. Can't just be the same, you know, like health, family, um, you know, whatever over and over again, add those to the list, of course, but you need to come with up with three to five different things as well. And that can really start to change the way your brain views the world. And, and you start actually seeking out positivity. And that is going to massively impact our stress levels. And again, like really positively impact by, by extending our digestion too. Yes, that's so true. And those are a little bit interrelated. So I love that that's sort of a thing that we can do around the actual act of eating, you know, that, that deep breath, 
maybe the uh, chewing more and focusing on that, like you said, not doing things while we're eating and then <laughs> journaling can even be, you know, done before or after to kind of tune into that more. We, we talk about a lot of the same things. I love what you are sharing because it's so much of what I've experienced in my own personal journey and then also see that it's so effective for people. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. Sometimes we overcomplicate things, right? Like mm -hmm. we think that we need to do a special diet or change up our entire lifestyle overnight. And, and a lot of times it's the really simple stuff that we're ignoring and we're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But like, that didn't work for me. But did we actually do those things? Like, did we, did we do them consistently on a regular basis? It because that's where the real impact is going to come from. Right. It's the compound effect. Yeah, yeah. exactly. One more way that we can support digestion. I do. So this one is again, like not necessarily what you would typically think of, but social connection mm -hmm. is really, really important. Like social connection, it actually releases oxytocin, which positively impacts stress levels. And it's also honestly like bonus points. If, if it's with, if it's a type of relationship where you're able to really be yourself and open up, like share your vulnerabilities, because this has even greater positive effect. Um, just a, a lot of times we're so connected to people via things like social media that we're not actually reaching out to truly connect. Like we think that we already know what's going on in people's lives because, Oh, we know they went on vacation last week and they had their kid's birthday and, and whatever. And that's all great. Like social media is an amazing tool, but we're not actually connecting with people and we are lonelier than we have ever been. Overall, we are lonelier and more depressed than we have ever been. And a lot of that is stemming from lack of social connection. I'm a huge introvert. Sometimes I have to drag myself out of the house <laughs> to go see people because I'm kind of a hermit and I'd rather just stay, you know, like cozied up at home. But every time I do it, I am like blown away at how, how amazing I feel afterwards. And this also goes for like, this sounds weird, but social connection, like with pets, like it sounds super weird, but just like snuggling up with your pets or something, that's actually amazing for your stress levels as well. It's incredibly calming. Anyone who has a pet would know that. And it can make it just an incredible difference. Like again, something so simple, right? Like we would never connect snuggling with our pet to improving our digestion. <laughs> yes. These are so helpful because they're things that I'm thinking listeners might not think of other because they are seemingly unrelated to digestion. And some of them might seem obvious, but like you said, it's, it's the fact of becoming aware of them if we're not right now. And then also the small steps and actually putting them into practice. So just to recap through all of them, it was sleep, movement, which is not just exercise, social media and news, kind of controlling that consumption, breathing, chewing your food, journaling, not doing other things while you're eating. And the last one was social connection. <laughs> so I'm just curious, what is the one thing that you feel like you do for yourself every day or on a regular basis that's part of your routine or ritual that is linked to digestion or, or food for you? Um, like that it has a positive impact, you mean? Yeah, something to nurture or nourish yourself in that area. I would say like if, if we're, again, if we're talking sort of outside of like the actual food consuming itself, probably hydration mm -hmm. and movement like definitely movement. I, I didn't get for a walk on uh, a couple days ago and it just like threw off my whole day. I'm like, wait, what, what is happening? <laughs> and I really notice when I don't get that walk in and I also tend to just kind of feel like my stress levels go up. Like 
walking is, is just so key to me. And I start drinking water as soon as I get up first thing in the morning too. And that is really important to like, keep things again, like keep things moving. It also really helps your skin. Um, especially as we're headed into colder weather too, it, it makes such an incredible difference. So again, like two simple things like walking and, and drinking lots of water. That's, that's one of like, those are two of the, the best things that you can do for yourself. Yes. Were you always someone who drank a lot of water and was committed to staying hydrated or was that something you had to really start to implement into a routine along the way at some point? I definitely had to implement like it was, I, I would drink water, but it was kind of like, eh, like yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't really go the extra mile to be really intentional about it. So I tend to carry a glass water bottle with me basically everywhere I go now. And I'll have, you know, people at restaurants like filled up for me before I leave or it sounds ridiculous, but it's, it's so, it's actually really easy to do. Like it, it's really easy to do. And just keeping, keeping water near you and visible is step number one to removing some of the biggest barriers, because yeah. if it's not convenient to you, you're probably not going to do it. So if you're making it as convenient as possible, that's just going to naturally build in a lot of that habit by itself without you having to do any other work. Perfect. That's so simple. Something that someone can start to implement right away. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, we didn't even really talk about food on, on this episode. So obviously mm -hmm. like food is another whole separate thing that, that plays a huge role, but I do think that it's really important to get like all the lifestyle factors into place before we start messing around the food, because you know, you could just not be getting enough sleep or like some other things on this list and what you're eating might be fine. You just think that it's not because you haven't gotten everything else, like all the other puzzle pieces put together. So I think it's important to like start here and then you can, you can expand out into other areas. That's a good point. And you know, I feel like there could be listeners just have a feeling that they are the people who eat the right foods. You know, they're eating the way they uh, feel is best for their body. Maybe they're always kind of making adjustments or learning new things, but overall, like they've got the food thing down, you know, they know what healthy is for them, but yet some of these other areas maybe are still affecting their peak digestion and their most optimal way of feeling in that, in that part of their body. And, and then overall with the rest of their life. So I think that's why it's so important too, because it could be, you know, that area that is just the extra, like kind of the next level for them. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes we just need that reminder, right? Like that we're not, we don't have to search so far outside of ourselves to figure out what we need to do. Like the answers are, are actually relatively basic and, and simple and things that we intuitively know, we're just trying to push, push them away to get to like that one secret ingredient or something like that. And we don't need to, it's, there is no one secret ingredient. It's just about getting everything else in place. Yes. Oh, before we wrap up, is there anything else you haven't shared that you'd like the listeners to hear? It could have possibly been what you just said. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Yeah. Probably just that I, I feel like so many of us have, have lost our way in terms of trusting ourselves, trusting our gut, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> and that if we can, if we can start to remove some of the noise and actually dig down to, to start really tuning in and, and listening to what, what our bodies are asking for, what's really going on. None of this will seem so hard, but we, we make it a lot harder than we need to, because we're always looking for that, you know, that, that next diet or whatever that, that magic pill is that we think is going to solve all of our problems. And in fact, it's really just living a relatively simple life. 
Like <laughs> we just, we make it a lot harder than it needs to be. And we don't need to, there's, there's really simple steps that you can start today to really uh, reduce stress, to really just improve your quality of life. Yes. Oh, Emily, thank you so much. There's been so many things that you shared that have been wonderful reminders for me and little nudges in the right direction and just hearing from someone I can really relate to. It's amazing. So I hope that the listeners feel that too. You are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to food and nutrition and definitely that holistic approach. And because you've just given us so much and supported us in this journey, is there anything that I can do and the listeners can do to support you as well? Oh gosh. Um, well, I would love it if you would come over and listen to my podcast. It is totally my baby. Uh, Room to Grow is, is the name. And you are going to be featured on the podcast as well, which I'm very excited about. But that's definitely my, my, uh, my biggest um, project that I just, I do two episodes a week and I, I adore it. I have a lot of fun over there. And um, other than that, I mean, I'd love to connect with any of your listeners on Instagram. That That's definitely my, my go-to place at the moment. I think it's everyone's right now. Um, I'm over at Emily Goff Coach. And you can also find me at emilygoffcoaching.com as well. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll be linking to all of that in the show notes for everyone listening so you can find all that easily. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny. I have just loved this. And it's, it's really so fun to get to talk about things that aren't just the food. Like I, I definitely love getting into this stuff more because this is the stuff that people are ignoring. And I, I love diving into this. So thank you so much for the opportunity to get to share all of this with you. <laughs> My pleasure. And thank you so much for being here. I will talk to you again soon. And thank you for listening, my friend. Are you subscribed to get future episodes? If not, hit the subscribe button to find out when the next one is ready for you. And if you got something good out of this episode, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or your podcast app, which will help more people find the podcast and allow me to continue sharing them with you. You might have even thought of someone who would love this episode and really benefit from it. So if you did, you can easily share it with them by clicking the share button or taking a screenshot and sending it to them. Thanks so much for being here. And until we chat again, remember when wild women wake, mountains will move.